Hey everybody, how you doing? This is uh, Tomas Buriel, and uh, welcome to Movies on the Rocks. Uh, we will be discussing different types of topics, mostly pop culture. And um, on the podcast with me, we have your your friend, my friend, my brother, uh, Rafael Buriel, also known as Goody. Yes, um, I'll just be going by Goody from here on out because I really don't respond to Rafael Burial. You can say that in a crowd and I'll be like, not even responding. I really won't. I won't even look. And Where I is this probably... Rafael guy they keep you on for? <laughs> exactly. It's actually a funny little story kind of about that with uh, with college where I really did not know who they were talking about. And I'm like, oh, it's me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so and I will be referred to as Bebo. So Derek, I know you're not used to it, but you can say whatever you want, Thomas or Bebo. It's up to you. And we also have... A uh, friend of mine, um, also my man, your man, Coben Dallas. No, I'm kidding. Derek Bedez. Oh, man. I'd be down with it. Hey, everybody. Yeah. It's Derek. <laughs> Derek is Dirk. All right. So um, just so you guys know, this is, like I said, the, move, the Movies on the Rock podcast. Um, we had a previous name we couldn't use, so we had to redo this episode. And so this is our second try. Um, hopefully it works out better uh, and we'll have this published prob- uh, soon, you know, within the week or so. And um, and so hopefully it doesn't, you know, hurt us or coronavirus doesn't get us or, or something. Um, that went dark. I apologize. Okay. So anyways, um, we're This podcast is essentially going to be a pop culture podcast. We're going to cover everything from movies as in states in the title to video games, to comic books, to TV shows, whatever we feel our hearts desire, whatever's giving us the biggest heart on, um, in regards to that kind of uh, topic. And so, uh, just for the sake of, um, the kiddies out there who may be listening, this is, uh, going to be some harsh language probably spoken uh it's called movies on the rocks because we drink during the podcast everyone has a drinky drink whether that's a frozen mojito like our man derek no it's frozen i can't i can't slurk it around or anything okay well anyways it's a frozen mojito and goody has what what are you drinking tonight goody i am just drinking the classic rum and coke um the rum this time actually is don coo Don Q Gold is what I'm oh, drinking. Actually. I am drinking four-year-old Flor de Caña and Coke Zero because we said previously I'm trying to watch my figure. So, um, uh, yeah, so we're going to be drinking. We're going to be talking. Um, today's movie, uh, before we get to it, though, uh, we're going to do a few things. Um, but today's movie is going to be the seminal anime motion picture could probably considered, in most opinions, in my opinion, probably the greatest anime ever. Uh, but that, you know, you can fight me on that if you want to. Uh, Akira, by directed by Katsuhiro Tomo. Um, and so we're going to be going over everything from what we even think about that ending is about, or just in general, like just talk about the movie in general. Uh, we'll do a quick overview of the actual flick, you know, kind of go over. If you haven't seen the movie yet, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, so I'm not going to say now, drop everything. No, if you haven't it. seen the movie, yeah, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. You're, but if you haven't seen the movie, you're a fucking idiot because you need to go watch it. If you love movies, this is definitely something to watch. It's probably like just in the sense of actual film, not just anime, but just film in general. I think it's probably like 
top 20 in my book that I've seen. You know what I mean? I've seen everything basically, but top 20 in my book, this, this movie is amazing on all sense of the word. Um, but, uh, just to start off the, the day, uh, Goody, uh, let's go ahead and go to you. That's my typewriter. No, we're not doing that. Well, Goody's handling the news and he's, <laughs> he's such a fucking killjoy. Please Goody, give us the fucking news because you're a killjoy. Um, well, okay, so my interest uh, tends to skew more towards uh, video games and things like that. Like, I really, really that like works, video games. Dude. And if it comes to movies and stuff like that, I like a lot of science fiction stuff. Um, so one of the big... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are we going to talk about Animal Crossing? Because it's giant uh, right now. I mean, that was one of the ideas I had with it. Kind of like <laughs> to it frankly. But, go ahead. Go ahead. Go go ahead. ahead. Well, okay, well, one of the things I'm thinking, uh, well, that I read was that um, one of the kind of, like, it's, it's pop culture has to do with video games, but also has kind of, like, you know, present. Um, so because of all the social distancing and everyone has to be doing these days, uh, one of the things that people have been doing, uh, especially in, in, um, in China with Hong Kong and the Hong Kong protests, is that people have been making with the kind of, like, the editor and the kind of the paint or the bitmap. I don't know what, what they call it, Animal Crossing. Uh, they've been making like, like like Hong Kong protest posters in their Animal Crossing games and like putting them up. So basically, they can't get together to protest the whole thing with the, the Hong Kong police and the, the anti-government protests. But they've been using Animal Crossing as a kind of medium for that, so they can that, still yeah. be protesting and cool still being responsible. Well, about they it. ban the game now. They ban the game because of that. Yeah, that was exactly my next point. Now the Chinese government has banned the sale of Animal Crossing because of the way people have been using Animal Crossing to kind of like protest the government and its actions in Hong Kong, the Hong Kong police and all of that. I hadn't even thought about, until I saw that article, I hadn't even thought about, because you, you, when Corona kind of stepped in, I I stopped hearing a lot about the Hong Kong protests and I, I didn't know if it had stopped or whatever. And then I saw this article and I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, they're going to try and find a way for their voice to be heard, um, especially with something should. as popular right now as Animal Crossing. And they should. And that's and that's cool because that's showing the ingenuity of, I guess, I don't know, maybe of, of just, you know, ingenuity of just forward thinking and, and of you know, just I guess you I've worse. Worst word to say is, you know, revolutionary. But, you know, it's just it's the only thing I can think of at the moment that would work. Well, I mean, other, it kind of applies. Uh, yeah, I just don't want to seem like a fucking communist about it, but right, well, right. The, like, communism did not own the word revolutionary. I like, know, but they, they had this whole thing about it. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, it's, 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 I mean it's, the it's, word you know, exists it's, before communism did. I understand. It's just you know, you know what is goody. It's just the I guess you know, it's the Cuban in me, Cuban mm-hmm. in me and you. It's just to say oh, revolutionary there it is. kind there of has is. a has a different tone to it. I mean, didn't it? So yeah. Oh, dropping the Spanish. Oh yeah, the Spanglish, the Spanglish. So no, I mean yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but uh, no, I guess I'm not really scared about that. I, I understand. But um, yeah, no, in, in my opinion, it, that is quite revolutionary. Just throw it out there and just finding a way to get your voice heard, which is which is very good. You know, good up, good ups on them, bro, for real. All right, now in less political, but more near and dear to me specifically. So in the um, Obviously, the console wars have been raging for decades now, right? I mean, you're talking 
go back to the 80s and actually into the late 90s and you have like Nintendo versus Sega uh, and then kind of Sega bowed out after the Dreamcast did not do as well as they'd hoped and, and all that and you had other kind of competitors in there if you guys remember Neo Geo um, remember all of that uh, and now basically in the most recent if you will console wars if you will it's been basically PlayStation versus Xbox I don't know where you guys fall on that issue. I mean, I've been pretty much... Um, I've never had an Xbox. I've, always, I've been team PlayStation the whole time. Um, I've always enjoyed PlayStation. Um, I had the first Xbox, and that was the last time I bought one. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed to enjoy Xbox more because that's where all of the... Uh, I think the most techie of people live. But I might just be reading demographics wrong. Or stereotypes. Well, uh, my I always chose PlayStation just because, like, it, for me, it was pretty much always it was always about console exclusives, right? Like, whatever, whichever, which one has the console exclusive that actually interests me the most. And so, usually, it was it was generally speaking, it was PlayStation. I was never much of a like everyone. People would say, "Yeah, but what about Halo?" And like, you know, I'm not a shooter guy, so I'm a big kind of like RPG guy. Um, and there wasn't anything that xbox had that i couldn't get for pc right if i wanted to play a, a an, an important xbox rpg or everything that was available on xbox so, but but playstation exclusives were truly exclusive to playstation right you couldn't get them on pc um maybe you know maybe there was time exclusive or anything well anyway so there'll be things xbox and all that. and this year of course if you know it's uh this 2020 is you're going to have the next generation of the consoles are going to be coming out right uh for yes, Christmas time. Out, right? Yes, yeah well both of them ps5 uh, is going to be coming out. Uh, everyone's assuming November-ish, um, and Xbox has already revealed their. I think it's called the Xbox One Series X. It's a very Xbox Series X, something like that. Um, obviously, I'm not an Xbox guy, so I don't have that all that memorized. But the point is, the console wars are ramping up again, right? People are saying that, yeah. you know, comparing yeah. them, and and Xbox has kind of like the upper hand right now because they've like did a full tech breakdown of it like they, they even revealed the actual console you could so you can actually look up and see right now what will the next xbox look like which essentially look, reminds me of like the monolith from 2001 it's like a big you know rectangular black box which is uh, like a square shoe box yeah uh which according to what microsoft was going for so they say is that they were going for something that could blend in with the rest of your sort of like home entertainment system, so nothing will stand out. But it's not a small thing. It's not so small. So I don't know whose entertainment system will fit I didn't, something like I that. I didn't understand. Yeah, they, they said that they wanted it to blend in when, I don't know about anybody else's, but every home theater system I've ever seen was uh, almost like a shape of a VCR would be, right? Very flat yeah. rectangle, so you can stack things on it. And yeah, this it's horizontal stack. also. Yeah, this thing doesn't stack. It has to stand up because it's got vents for the cooling to go straight up the top. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. It seems like you want something that can't be stacked on top of. Like, I, I, the old argument was that you could stack a PlayStation and an Xbox right on top of each other. Well, you can't do that anymore. No, and 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 like looking at home entertainment systems, at least, you know, a lot of people, at least people I know, like, unless you're one of the big kind of audiophile types uh, that you're really into sound and all that, like, they're getting smaller and smaller and, like, to the point where there are plenty of people I know that, like, for them, all they have is a sound bar, 
right? They don't have necessarily the huge surround sure. sound things anymore unless they're doing a home theater, but a lot of people don't do that. So it's like this Xbox is going to be like not blending in with any kind of home entertainment system or or wall unit that I know that people use. You know, like everything yeah. is getting slimmer and slimmer and smaller, it looks like, and less conspicuous than that one's not. Well, the thing I was actually driving towards, this is very kind of long tangent, is the fact that the, so Nintendo, so uh, not Nintendo, obviously PlayStation, they have done some, like did a tech breakdown a couple weeks ago, uh, which was actually kind of like, people were kind of waiting for it to see, okay, what's this new PS5 going to be like, and what they're going to reveal to us. And it was very underwhelming. Like it was a video out there by, and it was, you know, it was, it was uh, a video con, a conf, you know, conference of it presenting it by the system architect. So the guy that knows the ins and outs of the system didn't reveal everything about it. And from, I started watching it and it was very, like, it wasn't flashy at all. It was very, it was very underwhelming. Dry. It was very dry, really boring to the point where like, I'm sorry to say, but like, I'm like, all right, I just stopped and decided to wait for the journalist breakdowns of what they did. So I read several articles on it so I can get the full picture on it because I couldn't sit through <coughs> it. Like, I really, and I'm a fan. I want to hear this information, but I'm like, I could not sit yeah. through it. So the big thing this week, now, getting to it finally, uh, was that they finally revealed the controller for it. Um, so they haven't revealed the console, but they revealed the controller for it. Uh, which is going to be called the Dual Sense, as opposed to the, how they used to call it Dual Shock, Dual Shock yeah. controllers and all that. Now it's the Dual Sense, um, which if you look at it, it looks pretty cool. They've made a few design changes on it. Uh, for example, if you look at a PS5 control, PS4 controller, they have like mm-hmm. a little light bar in the front, um, which is cool and all, except like when you're playing it, you can't really see it. So like the effect that it has or any changes it makes. You know, because yeah. sometimes they change the color depending on certain things going on in the game you're playing. Yeah, you don't, really, you don't see it. But now you're going to see that light. It's kind of coming off of the top of the controller, kind of behind the center touchpad. So um, you have that kind of, so you can, you know, the player can experience this as well. And one of the big things they have is going to have like haptic feedback. So like they've been kind of harping on this actually for a while now. That like when you, when you're going to start to say you're going to, like the, the trigger buttons, if you're going to be using a, a bow, they keep, it's the same example they always give. That when you're going to, if, you're, if your character's using a bow in a game, you're going to feel that resistance on the button as you kind of like pull back. So you can kind of get us, it actually feels more like you're, you're doing something with effort. Um, oh, wow. They, yeah, the same with like the triggers for like a firearm. Yeah, they, exactly. Where they'll you have fix- high tension at the front yeah. of the pole and little tension at the back of the pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're going to be yeah. really pushing that but what i think was kind of funny uh, which kind of goes back with the pop culture movies thing is that people have made a comparison is one thing i thought was really funny where basically they look at the 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 lineage or buildup of playstation controllers and compare them to like the development of captain america in his movies with you know (laughs) wait what yeah yeah well it's like a little it's like free fitting it's like almost like it's a meme basically some guy made, but basically it's sort of like the first shot of Captain America is him before he's had the super soldier serum. So he's like him, you know, he's skinny and he's wearing the, the helmet, right? When he's basically in the lineup. So it's right? the PS1? Yeah, for PS1. It's like the PS1 controller next to it. And they're even pointing out how like the color schemes kind of like show that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think the second picture is Captain America in his like, um, his sort of, World what do they call that? It is was a uh, commando, commando uniform. Uh, no, it wasn't even that. It was uh, it was like his um, 
when he had the beard, like that black suit, that kind of like that. Oh, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The, the, when he was, when he was, uh, when he was nomad. nomad. Yeah, the nomad, nomad outfit, and I think that was supposed to be like PS3, PS4, and of course the PS5 controller is him wearing the con- quantum suit, which actually thought was great <laughs> because you look at the PS5, the DualSense controller, and it does actually look like a controller, like in the style of the quantum suit in uh, in Endgame. Endgame. I thought it was That's really. It was really funny. I mean, you see that looks. you kind of like, oh my god, that, that actually just looks like it's pulled from the the quantum suit or something. It's like Tron. It's like a suit in Tron almost. Well, yeah. the new one, it looks it it well, and they changed the shaping too. It's going to be a, a lot more ergonomic, I think. It looks a lot like an Xbox controller, frankly. Well, and that's what people are saying also is that like, oh, the new PS5 controller is just an Xbox controller because it's it's a much what does it call it like uh, smoother, chunkier like. I don't know how you call it. Round? Maybe rounder? Well, well, he said, he, he, Derek did use a big word, but he used ergonomic. Yeah, it's well, going to be okay. more comfortable. I mean, you think about people yeah. who play for long periods of time every day, you know? Yeah. I guess. So, that was kind of neat. I mean, it was interesting to see that controller and that comparison people made with uh, with the Marvel movie. That's cool. No, that that is actually very cool. I wish, I haven't seen the picture of it yet, but I'll have to look into it right now. No, check it out. I would anyway. Oh, and a, one last point. No, obviously, again, um, let me see. Oh, that, uh, oh, Disney Plus, the ever-present uh, quarantine companion that has become a boon or a curse, depending on what parent parent group you're talking <laughs> about, parental units. Uh, but the big one is, which I think is going to be kind of interesting how they pull this off. Uh, is that they are now developing for Disney Plus, kind of like what they did with. Um, it's gonna be it's a movie they're developing for the release in Disney Plus, like uh, the Lady and Tramp movie. Yeah. Um, what they're doing is now they are in development now. They're just in the script writing adaptation stage, but they are developing a live action, also anthropomorphic animal um, adaptation of Robin Hood. Oh yeah, Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I love that. Wow, song. all right, reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. <laughs> exactly. That was I was not <laughs> yeah. waiting. Wow, all right, the 1973 <laughs> classic, as I believe is what it is. Uh, but they're gonna make it. You know, it's gonna be live action, animals talking, all that. Which, you know, it's gonna be interesting because, um, like Lady and the Tramp. Animals talking to each other, cool, but they're animals doing animal things. Lion King, same thing, animals doing animal things. But this is going to be anthropomorphic animals. Uh, yeah, so like, they're gonna like, be, like the movie, cartoon. It's like, like, exactly, like the old cartoon. So it's like yeah. a fox is Robin Hood and a wolf is Sheriff of Nottingham, all that stuff. And I'm like, the lion is little John, I guess, uh, as Prince John, rather. Um, and, um, you know, and, and I'm like, the other ones you can just kind of buy into a little bit because they're animals, but they look like animals doing stuff animals do. But like this is I kind of would have pictured that they would have gone clothes. the route of like like they did with Zootopia, but just fully exactly animated, just updated animated, like, like, a, like a computer animated movie. Yeah, just CG. It doesn't have to be photorealistic. But that at that point, the whole humanistic what is it called? Animorphic. Yeah, there you go. That's the word. That yeah. that seems a little bit more believable whenever you have a more playful animation, I think. Well, and that's the thing is that like they could do that, but then they're just making a CGI version of an old movie, and that's like, you know, Disney's like, no, we're gonna go the extra level. 
and make it a live action version. And I'm like, I don't know how that's going to go over. Gonna, I wonder if they, are they going to do like CGI, like like the whole suits and all that shit, or is it going to be like everything? Well, the, thing is the animals are not going to be running on all fours wearing a hat. You know what I mean? Like they're the yeah. ideas they're going to be standing up on hind legs. are going to be like like humanoid. You no, know? no, but are they so, going to are they going to do are they going to do it with actors instead of just on the computer? You know what I mean? Are they going to film it like no. with everybody wearing those dots? You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, I mean, probably. I would, I would guess so. I would hope so. All yeah. the mocap stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they go mocap. I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, they've just began the process for it, so it's literally just in that stage of yeah. um, script adaptation and all that is apparently what they're, where they're at right now. But that's the plan to get it, and it's going to be one of those like Disney Plus movie release type things. Like but, Disney, um, Disney Plus, like Lady and the Tramp, like you said, like it was, and Togo, yeah. and Togo. Togo was amazing. I loved Togo. Togo was so good. I have no idea what you're talking about. Togo mm, was on I, Disney. That's the one with uh, shit. What's that guy's name? Oh, Green oh. Goblin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a true story. Okay, you know that. You know that story that was came out like it was a cartoon movie, Balto, about uh, you know that oh, for the for the polio vaccine or smallpox. Yes, it was a husky. Yeah. Problem is, is that Balto? The only reason why they chose Balto as the hero, the newspapers, because his his name sounded better than Togo. Where Togo, where Balto ran like the last leg of delivering the I don't know smallpox or polio. I think it was smallpox. He he ran the last leg of the of the of delivering the vaccine, uh, and only and it was only like it was less than like I don't remember. I think it was maybe like fifty miles. Where Togo like. And his husky team uh, ran for like 250 miles. Wow! So yeah, most of insane. it was the other dog that never got the, the the other team that didn't get any kind of real credit. The only reason why is because the newspaper the newspaper man, I guess you could say, the newspaper man who was there, he was interviewing the guy who handled the last leg, and it was just his 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 dog. And it just happened that Togo was already done. Like he was in the barn asleep, passed out. Him and the rest of his team, they just didn't. They weren't there. That's the thing. They weren't there because they had already delivered what they had already gone as far as they could at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he had run over two hundred and fifty miles with his team, like over the span of like two days in the wilderness in fucking Alaska, dude. And During like, the like snowy season. Today, Alaska. The snow. It's like what, turn of the century Alaska or something turn like that? Turn of the like, century Alaska, like early 1900s Alaska, dude, where in the frontier. I'm talking frontier, dude. Yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. You should watch it. You should definitely watch it. It's cool. It's a really cool movie. And Willem Dafoe kicks ass in it. He does good. It's good. It's good. The girls loved it. And it's not as... And they, it's, they don't do like... Like... Um, CGI dogs like they do in like for like Lady and the Tramp like the whole movie is the dog like there's hardly any CGI of the dog itself except for like you know the CGI shots and stuff like that but that like, you could tell were CGI but I'd say like 80% of the movie is the actual dog mm-hmm. so it's it's cool it's well worth it it's well worth it but uh, anyways anything else good you got on the docket as they say um, I mean not really I mean nothing really kind of like really stuck out with me this week that kind of like at least i mean obviously because of you know considering my interests um yeah. i mean at least nothing i can think about something uh, that, that really stuck out for me no not really anything anything that blew your skirt up derek <laughs> um i don't know man not not a whole lot that i'd really throw into the the pop 
culture guys. I mean, actually, you know what? There is one. They they uh they released a new trailer for the uh, CG animated um, Ghost in the Shell series that they're putting on Netflix. Oh, and, when is that coming out? Oh gosh, I, I don't know the release date. I, I feel like it's supposed to come in the next month or something like that. Holy, um, I can't wait, man. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to love it. I really am. I, Ghost in the Shell is by far my favorite uh, manga anime series. You said that. You said that. Yeah, you like do love that movie. And that I series. love it. And, and the animation style they chose for the Netflix series is just not. It's not doing it for me. It's is it's it, mostly it that, it altered carbon resleeved kind of anime. Um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, matter of fact, if you, did you ever watch that show, um, Zoids back in the day? Mm, I no. don't know. It's kind of like Transformers, but if you think about, like, the machine is sanctioned, right? And it needs guidance from a human. So it's, it, it can move and do its own thing, but. Oh, I remember it, these. Yeah, the, I remember this. The point I'm trying to get at is the animation style looks like it's hand drawn on like one of those uh, modern like touch screens, like they would they would draw it on a on a touch screen in a computer, right? So it never is on paper, oh. and that's fine. But the physics look very computer esque, and so it doesn't look as animated whenever things move, oh, and so. It looks, looks very like does it, to look, does, it, does it look like the animation in Knights of Sidonia? Yes, same same style, okay. same style. Okay, yes. I, I it took me a little while to get past that animation, even though Knights of Sidonia honestly is a very good show. It was a very good Netflix, and it's like the first Netflix anime. It's a very good one, but yes, it took me a little while to kind of just look past the animation and go to the story because yes, the animation is a little sometimes it's a little hard to follow. And you miss some stuff and it just does not flow right. You're right. You're right. Well, and I mean, I love that story. I love those characters, that plot, you know, that, that scene they set. I love it so much that I'm sure I'm going to give it a lot longer leash yes. than anyone else will. Right. But even right now, I'm struggling a little bit and there have been enough Ghost in the Shell series that have failed in the past because they made some creative choices, right? Yeah. And so I'm hoping for the best, but yeah, that came out this week and I was pumped about it. Are you trying not to be one of those fanboy assholes? Is that what you're trying not to be? Um, I don't know what that means, but I want to like this. And if it can do <laughs> half a good job, I'm sure I will still enjoy it. What I'm saying is that you're going to be one of those assholes that thought last Jedi was not a good movie. Um. Okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. That's a I'm, lot I'm, of people. That's <laughs> a lot of people. But I think still, I think a better a better one. Here's a better one. I don't know if you're going this way, Bebel, but <laughs> maybe, um, maybe I am. Here's, I'm here's where I'm. Here's what I'm thinking. That I'm assuming like what you'll be is like for me. What you mean by quote unquote fanboy asshole, in my opinion, is when those guys that hate it before they've seen it, and yes. so they have no real opinion on it they just don't like it because it's different maybe than what the original or what they what they want yes. but they haven't seen it so but they just assume it's gonna suck because you know it's not made by the original creator or 
you know, whatever, or that the art style is too different. And I'm assuming even, you sound like even, you're, not like, you're not that guy, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, I think a good thing because I'm, yes. you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm not going to like hate on a Star Wars movie or a product if I haven't seen it yet, because, you know, if I haven't seen it, then I haven't, I can't have an opinion or a good opinion on it because I haven't ex- experienced the product. Is that exactly. where you're at with this, Derek? So, so I do, I do follow this train uh, of thought. I, I don't, I don't care if it's the original writer or creator or if it's the same, even original anime style. Um, my skepticism with this one is just that they've selected an anime, anime, anime uh, an animation style that I historically have not enjoyed. And these two things are clashing, something I love and something I don't. And I'm not sure who's going to come out on top. <laughs> well, let's uh, hopefully, hopefully the story goes hard enough where you're just like, okay, and maybe they take their time with the animation style to kind of set the mood and, and set you set it up right. Let's see. That, 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 I think that ultimately, it's going to be the story. If the story is good enough, then I don't care what's on the screen, right? Yeah. So I just need them to take their time and do it right, you know. Yeah, and that's and they better because that 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 is a next to Akira. That's like second right there on anime. It's like that's like right up there. It well, warms my see, heart to hear you say that. Well, well I, Eric, let me ask you a question: Is this is this like a just another retelling of the whole story and like a kind of a another restart to the beginning origin or whatever, or is this like a sequel to anything? Do you know, does this follow um, like, where it's going? I the don't line? remember. I don't remember if they said anything about um, timeline wise, like where are these events taking place in the storyline that we already know that's been structured by previous releases. I don't think it's a rehashing of any sort. I think it's original content, um, original, for example, adventures by these same characters. Um, But I don't know if it's the early phase, which would be like between arise and gosh what was that second series that chronologically there was another one that came right after arise it um, was it 2.0 was it 2.0 no 2.0 was a re-releasing of the first movie where they fixed some animation th- stuff that they wanted to do a little bit better they okay. remastered some functions of the original movie but 2.0 is just a remaster okay I don't know. I think it is original storyline. Um, I'm hoping that it has, uh, it, it will likely have a lot of the same characters, but of course they're going to have to introduce new ones. Um, I'm just curious if it's early in their career. Cause I've seen when the major got started, whenever she was new and hadn't been recruited to section nine yet, I've seen when she recruited her team and put them all together and why she selected those folks. I've seen like how their dynamic was developed and how they start to, you know, get seasoned and maybe think about retiring, but I'm sure it's going to be somewhere in their career line there. Okay. That's, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely worth at least taking a look at, I think. Yeah. I think I saw the date. uh, It's going to go start streaming on the 23rd. So in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's good. That's good. Of okay. April. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, of April. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's good. Yeah, because Netflix is like doing this weird thing with their, with, I mean, this is going off on another tangent, but they're doing this weird thing with their movies where they're just like all of a sudden, they don't announce it unless it's like a huge deal. They don't really announce it for like at least a month before. All of a sudden, you're like, where the fuck did this come from? Where they used to announce things like six months in advance and it was just sitting there. The trailer would just sit there for like 
five, six months. And then all of a sudden, but like all of a sudden they just say, Hey, look, there's a new movie coming out. And you're just like, where did this come from? I think they're just trying to be wiser with their, their marketing budget. You know, I mean, unless, unless it's like a huge, like a list movie star, like, yeah, then they'll announce it earlier. But otherwise, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're announcing all kinds of stuff for anyone who, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm all into the anime world. Their anime game has stepped up. Yeah. I mean, it's grown, I don't know, five times its original size in the last two months. Yeah, it's, And it's, it's huge. good stuff that I'm watching yeah. a lot of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. For real, for real, for real. This isn't my top shelf, but I don't know if you guys have sat down and watched uh, on, on Netflix their Naruto. Woof, they had all the episodes of the original Naruto series. Yep. Amazing, dude. And now that they're releasing uh, another three seasons of Bleach. Yeah. The Even thing with Naruto is, like, is there is so much of it, dude. I mean, hundreds yeah, of episodes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the new... Well, that's uh, Naruto Shippuden has over 100 episodes. And then... And this one's only like got like maybe like 70, I think. Only. Only, yeah, only. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... But they're in order, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? Like... You won't you won't miss out, and they're all all of the of the first series of Naruto is on Netflix, so you can sit and watch it. Um, and they or they had they had it actually listed that it was going to go away, but it never did. Like they had listed on the on Netflix, it said going away like last June, and it never did. People got pissed, and it was like, don't take it away, and they they kept it. But yeah, it was supposed to go away like last summer. It was supposed to be gone. One but, thing, uh, one thing that I, that I read, and here we go, but. Um, which this is purely, purely speculative article about what, where things can go. But I think it's a really cool idea that I hope Disney follows through on this, but I'm sure they won't, um, is that one, one article I read, I think it's just today, uh, what, that, that Apple's going to buy Disney. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's a rumor. That's a rumor, by the way. Well, that's been the rumor for a long time, uh, to which I remember, I think someone at Apple said, well, we, we, we could, buy them but that would cost everything oh, in our coffers like we would basically yeah. it would drain all the money in our entire company and that is not a buy anybody wants to make or anyone yeah. will ever actually do like no company exactly. would spend everything on one purchase like that exactly but i think it'd be a little bit strange to be uh because disney owns pixar right yeah so so disney owns pixar pixar was spun up by Steve Jobs, right? So you could have been the original Pixar employee, then Pixar with regular, then Pixar with Disney, then Pixar under Apple again. Exactly. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But go ahead, well, I'm sorry. No, that's right. My my original thing I was saying was that this guy, perspective again, was how the fact that like a lot of studios, right, Disney is delaying the releases of movies or they're delaying filming, or whatever it is, delaying releases of movies, like things that, a lot of movies are being pushed back, right? And that they said, because of how things are getting pushed back, this is a perfect uh, opportunity, if Disney really wanted to, to revive the Defenders. Because yeah. one of the, part of that stipulation, the Defenders being, of course, the, the Netflix, MCU, more mm -hmm. street-level crime type stuff, um, which there could be ties with upcoming movies like Shang-Chi and the 10 rings and all that, you know, that could be a clear tie or at least references to iron fist if they wanted to or whatever. Um, but what the guy was, what the, what the, I don't know the guy was, who, the writer was saying was that this would be a good way because 
one of the stipulations Netflix made was that these characters could not be used uh, for two years. Like yes. when the series ended, they could not be used by Disney for two years. Well, um, those two years are going to be up in 2020 for all the shows. Like everything will have been two years past the end date because I, all those shows were done by you know late 2018. Uh, and that this would be a good way for them to kind of like use those characters um, and maybe revive the shows with the same actors. That would be great um, for continuity purposes. But, you know, that's, and that's just because of me, because I'm a, I'm a, a lore nerd when it comes up with stuff like that. And I like continuity. But, um, but yeah, that would be, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I loved those Netflix shows overall. Like I, I, and I, and I see the problems they have with some of the pacing, the like Iron Fist and all that people had an issue with season one, but it improved season two, but then it was like cut out because that's when all the, the deal was ending with Disney and those characters and Netflix and all that. Um, but that would be, I mean, I would love that if they were to do that because I really like those characters. And of course, all those shows ended in a way to leave open for more because they weren't theoretically supposed to end at those. They didn't points. know they were going to end. Yeah. So that's yeah, so, okay. So last, last point, and then, we, then we'll get started on the movies guys, on uh, the movie discussion. So a few weeks ago, I read a rumor. Okay. Just a rumor of a filming of what's the next movie that's being filmed? Oh God, what's the next movie after Black Widow? It was going to be in the city. Um, shit, what was it? Uh, it was in New York, but I think they were. I think they were going to start filming like the new Spider Man movie. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe they were going to start filming the new Spider Man movie. And supposedly, uh, what's his name? The guy who uh, played Daredevil actually showed up and was defending. Uh, Peter Parker, I think it was Matt, Matt, the, so Matt Murdock, basically. Yeah, Matt Murdock, the, but from the TV show. Yeah, and since that movie's not really coming out till next year, I mean, it would would have been fine. Do you know what I mean? Like it would have been past that two year end date. So yeah, so the rumor was that he had actually played. He came in and played Matt Murdock in like some courtroom scene as someone who he was defending. Uh, I think it was like Peter Parker or something. You know what I mean? So, or somebody, you know what I mean? Like he was in the, he was, he was in the movie as Matt Murdock to kind of bring him, because really that's the only person they say, quote unquote, was going to be brought into the movie side of the MCU was going to be Daredevil because he was probably of all the uh, defenders characters. He was the, the one with the most name, I guess you could say, you know what I mean? Out of all. Well, of yeah. Them. He had, he had, he had probably the most popularity with any other character. I mean, for a while, at least through most of the '90s, because of the Daredevil movie that was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know, don't knock on the director's cut. Director's cut is good. Director's cut is good. But anyways, like I like I said, you know, it, it that's just a rumor that I read. And I was like, oh shit, pretty good. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, all those purposes, um, do we need a water break, bathroom break, guys? You guys good? I'm good. Um, I actually need a refill, frankly, because my uh, my drink is done. All right, so anyways, um, all right, guys, so we're going to start talking about Akira, uh, by um, written and directed by Katsuhiro Tomo. Um, for all purposes, like we said before, if you haven't seen the movie, cut it out, go watch it, and come back, and we'll talk about it. Uh, furthermore, another discretionary message. I'm sure I did before, but I'll reiterate it again. We are going to be using harsh language, as we have been doing. Um, we are drinking while we're doing this, so if we offend anyone or make anybody cry... If you're having your children listen to this, which you shouldn't because the children shouldn't be listening to this, they should be listening to Puppy Dogs and Baby First and all that other fucking <laughs> bullshit that kids listen to on a regular the fucking cow basis. Goes. 
Yes, the cow goes moo and shits a whole lot. So and also, that. as a PSA, uh, we are, as you, my brother said, is gonna, are going to be consuming alcohol, and you should not be doing that until you are 21 years of age or older. Or if you live in Puerto Rico, 18. But hey, that's how the laws okay. are there. All right. Well, if you're in Puerto Rico, it's 18, dude. It's 18. It's 18. Cool, but you should follow the laws of your, yes. of your territory yes. when it comes to drinking alcohol and not be below that age. Otherwise, you can drink water with us or juice. Enjoy. Or juice, yes. Love that fucking Capri Sun. What? Fucking fruit punch. <laughs> Give it up. Berry blast. What? Anyways. Um, all right. So uh, as we said, Akira um, previously was a manga that was uh, was published in, I guess it was called Young Magazine back in the day. I actually have a couple of the issues when it came out in Epic Comics here in the States. Um and uh, and it, it's I mean the comics are completely fucking different or manga uh, are completely fucking different from the movie. I mean absolutely different, but that shouldn't deter you because the movie on its own, standing on its own, is amazing. It's incredible. Um, it's got incredible animation style for an anime movie. I mean what they did in the movie. I mean I don't know if you guys read up on some of the stuff, but I did. Um, so the movie when it came out, okay, just. Some basic facts about the movie. The movie when it came out, it came out in 1988, I believe. It came out or 87, 88, one of the two. Um, came out in the States in 89, but it was 87, 88 um, when it came out in Japan. And um, and essentially, it was the at that point, it was the most expensive animated movie of all time. It cost $10 million to make. Okay? Plus, it was kind of, I guess you could say, a... Uh, uh, Another word, I, phrase I hate to, or word I hate to say is trailblazer in the sense of animation or voiceover because most animation in Japan is done animation first, then voiceover after. That's why it kind of looks a little weird when they talk. They don't really have the words per se. But this was completely different. Katsuhiro Tomo had the voice actors actually record before they even animated any part of the movie. Well, and there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of things you notice with the style that this was animated in. If you, if you kind of watch the, I mean, it's, it's one thing and it's something I think I noticed, like it's hard to compare it to anything else. Cause if you think about like a studio Ghibli movie, those are not only just very visually like stimulating, but if you just look at like a single locked off frame, there's things happening in all of the frames. Right. It's not it's not isolated to like if you watch any any modern anime nowadays, you don't realize. But if you put it on mute, um, there's two or three or ten seconds of the exact still photo because you're listening to audio from someone else talking and they're just reusing frames so they don't have to reanimate it. And it's more cost effective. I get it. But with the style that Akira has, I mean, you're watching one character talk while other characters are fidgeting or, you know, flicking their cigarette or taking a sip of their drink or something like that. It's true. No, yeah, you're right. Or vomiting in the background or doing something or, yeah, there's a, it's almost like as if you're watching a real movie, not an animated movie because they took the time to animate everything around it. Yeah. I mean, everything is still very immersive and there's always something going on, even if it's not the focal point. And yeah, so, and, 
I, I love that that style. Um, it, it on top of you know the you know the post apocalyptic cityscape that they did a really <laughs> great job of. Yeah, and it's just funny when you think about it that the movie supposedly takes place in 2019, the year before the Olympics show up, which is hilarious. Yep. Yep. The Olympics are going to be in Tokyo this summer, so it's it's fucking funny. But in anyways, I mean the um, the movie has a lot of really good things visually, and you know just all you know even just you know the sounds. I mean we all know it's supposedly it's Kanye's favorite movie because he did it, he recreated it in his stronger video. Uh, so if you've never seen the stronger video, it's a really cool, like homage to Akira. Uh, so you should definitely watch it. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, but then, I mean, like there's also that, and there's also the aspect that, um, supposedly they created like 50 new colors for this movie. I mean, they literally created new colors for this movie because 70% of the movies at night, 80% of the movies at night Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and they have to show a lot more colors has to be more vivid at night. So they, I mean, they literally created like 50, 55 new colors just for this movie, specifically because it's at night, because they had to show that type of vivid color change. So it's one of those things. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things of the movie. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of crazy and weird, but let's go ahead and just talk about the movie itself. Um, I'm going to go give a, uh, if, if I forget anything, I'm going to try to give a brief synopsis of the motion picture. Motion picture is literally about, in my opinion, uh, two friends called Kaneda and Tetsuo. Um, they are part of their own little biker gang, which I don't remember the name of the biker. They don't have a name, but they're their own little biker gang of all their friends at school. And Tetsuo gets into an accident during a fight with a, with a rival gang called the Clowns. And he gets um, into an accident uh, because he gets uh in, in the, he gets uh, uh uh what's what I'm looking for? He almost runs over this a, what looks like a kid. Yeah, he almost runs over. It looks like a kid, but it looks older, like an older person, but it's a kid. And because of the contact that he made with this kid, supposedly it activated something in his brain because of and 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 it's a type of power that they have, and they have to try to. And the government wants to harness it. It tried to harness it thirty years previously with the namesake of the movie Akira, which doesn't show up in the movie, but in the books he's all over the place. But in the movie, he only doesn't show up either until the beginning or near the end. Near the end, actually, is when he shows up, and yeah. it's for like five seconds, not even. But, but there was a kid. A little there kid. Was a I mean, kid, it's basically but... it's all this sort of like ESP, psychic power, telekinetic mm-hmm. stuff is what the government's been yes. working on for years and years. And Akira is that 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 major like focal point where Nexus. He, he's the Nexus. Yeah, he, he was he was one of the uses. first ones who had these powers. Who was was beyond powerful in relation to all the others that were like him. And and, and of hmm? he's the one who thirty years ago. And they, t- they show you this very early on, but I mean, it's like the first two seconds of the movie is the city exploding. And yes. that was Akira detonating. Like he just, he just blew up. Yeah. He, he, he called, basically, they call it like, I think they call it a singularity or something, or he yeah. creates a singularity and basically destroys Tokyo with this like mm-hmm. massive power wave thing. It looks like a nuclear explosion, frankly. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, he's just yeah. he's that like Akira is like kind of like the next stage of evolution, essentially, and that they, he just you know he just decided to just you know like you said create a singularity, create a universe, a pocket universe, and it just created a huge explosion. Um, and then, of course, you have thirty years later, you have Tetsuo, which, according to the movie, in the movie, he's like he's got that same type of power, but it was never 
it was never activated. And then because he had this contact with this kid, it activated. And then it goes into this whole like Frankenstein's monster kind of thing where they, they've created something they shouldn't have created or touched. They shouldn't have touched, you know, evolution shouldn't be messed with in that kind of way. And it causes complete panic in the streets. And then there's people that are Akira people trying and they're just considered crazy. And there's revolutionaries happening because they don't like the government. And there's all this other political stuff happening because I know during that time, Tokyo was getting very political with their type of, you know, they didn't want, you know, they wanted to be a bit more progressive. They didn't want to stay in, you know, in the more conservative or old school ways of doing things. They wanted to be more forward thinking. I know that was a big thing that was happening in, in Japan during the 90s and the late 80s. I remember that because I remember that in the news and stuff like that because the, the young people wanted to be more progressive. They didn't want to be stuck in a dead end job that their parents were for 20 years and not do anything. You know what I mean? They didn't want to live that type of old school Japanese lifestyle that they were experiencing. You know, they wanted to explore and do their own thing and they didn't want to be hamstrung by that. So that was kind of like one of those things that was happening there. And well, Tetsuo and his biker game kind of have Kaneda. a rebellious Tetsuo. mindset. They're, they're trying to escape the monotony of what the world is at that time. Exactly. And with their lives, they're all a bunch of orphans or whatever. Yeah. They just, they don't really have a home per se. They live at the school. It's a vocational school. It's not even a real school. It's it's not even like a regular school. It's a vocational school. So basically when they graduate, the government just pays for their graduation. And then when they graduate, they're done. Then the government doesn't give a shit about them. So it's one of those things where they're just, they're just there floating through life and not even care really because the government doesn't care. So why should they? So, so Tetsuo, Inter- nearly runs over this what looks like a kid, but it's one of these old folks who has a ton of this power. Yeah, and it activates they were, this, they were, they were this power. They were patriots of Akira from thirty right. years ago, right? And it activates his power, and the government swoops in and scoops him Takes up, him away, starts trying to do experiments on him and find ways to manipulate him and 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 extract his power to to rep- reproduce it and weaponize yeah, it. And- they, they want to try and control it like they couldn't do with Akira, but they think they can because they just feel like they can. It's come, they've come so far in 30 years that they can do that. But this is a totally new power, totally new type of personality. Because I think what we get from some of the scenes with Akira is that Akira was probably a small kid, probably a baby when he showed up with the powers and stuff. He wasn't a teenager or somebody who was already kind of had his own mentality or his own mind, he wasn't able to be molded to a certain degree like these kids were, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they were, yeah. they were children, smaller children when they got, you know, um, activated or even experimented on where you have Tetsuo, who's probably, probably around 16, 17, 18 years old. And he's already kind of almost like an adult. So he's almost got his own set of values and granted, you know, He's already been corrupted um, with with his own kind of tainted perspective of the world. Whereas Akira and the others were, they they were in testing facilities from an early age, so they they weren't tainted in the same way. Exactly. And uh, Goody, you you want something to say or no? Are you drinking? No, no, I'm just here soaking it all in right now anyway. Cool. So yeah, so I know that he um, they start experimenting on him, and then he escapes at one point. Um, he escapes twice, but we'll go to this point. He escapes at one point, uh, <clears throat> meets up with his, you know, I guess you could say she wants to be his girlfriend, Cowrie, uh, and they kind of take Kaneda's bike. And <clears throat> in the process of taking Kaneda's bike, 
they they get they run into some clowns and they get their asses beat and they they almost sexually assault Cowrie. They do to a certain degree assault her, but it's it haven't gotten to that point yet, and they want to. Um, but you know, Canada is able to stop them and they're able to kind of run them off or beat them up. And in the process, uh, Tetsuo's his he gets he starts having hallucinations. He he, there's a scene where which is an incredible scene. I love the scene. Yeah, he kind of drops down to all fours, and his literally his innards just pile out, and it's all in his mind, and he's trying to tuck it back in. And it's all in his mind, and it's just crazy. Like, I mean, some of the scenes, which is what I love about the movie, some of the scenes are just so batshit crazy because they just, they literally play on the aspect that this is all in his head. What the fuck is going on? What have they done to this child, basically? Because he's a child, essentially. He's immature to a certain degree. Yes, he has his own set of values in a sense. He's corrupted by the outside world because he is a teenager at this point. And they're all about 17, 18, because they mentioned you're about to graduate. Okay, in the movie, they mention it. So they're probably around 17, 18 years old, all of them. But he's still a kid because Kaneda and the rest of the gang treat him like one. You know what I mean? They treat him like this. The, like the little the tag- brother. Yeah, the tag along. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he's, oh, it's just Tetsuo. It's just tag. Just bring him along. It's okay. You know what I mean? He's not. They don't really have enough respect for him as an individual to be able to, you know, stand on his own two feet. And so that's another thing that with him, he just wants to show that he's able to do that. But he's, in that sense, he's twisted because now he's got all this power that he's starting to unlock, which we later on see it's really fucking crazy. And he's mm-hmm. starting to unlock all this power and he doesn't know how to control it. Like I said, it's it's got this whole Frankenstein's monster kind of thing to it. Yep, yep. So, so he starts hallucinating and... Mm-hmm. The government shows up again. They're tracking him by something like his brain waves or something. They they can pick him up from a distance. Um, they sedate him and scoop him up and take him off, and uh, they confine him to these room where he starts some really trippy hallucinations with toys that become larger toys that try to kill him. And but they're not hallucinations. They're they are trying to kill them, kill him. But yeah, he was hallucinating about the larger toys, and it was kind of a kind of a crazy thing going on. And he was just like he was seeing like a bunny, a teddy bear. He was a seeing car. a car. So yeah, it was kind of a crazy thing he was going. But it, but it turns out that the those remember that thing that looked like a child but it was really an old person from mm-hmm. that was back with Akira 30 years ago and is still alive now has been those three humans that have these superpowers have been with the government the whole time ever since Akira failed and those three humans are the bunny the bear and the car and I I, I didn't I didn't I couldn't tell if they were trying to kill Tetsuo or just scare the shit out of him because he was terrified yeah, and the minute he stepped on, he like he was like trying to fight them, and the minute he stepped on like a glass and shattered it and cut his foot, they were like, "Oh, blood!" and they ran away because they're still children. I mean, they've never been on the outside world. They've they've lived in this hospital and he's worked with the the guy, that colonel guy, which uh-huh. you know, you know, he he he's like he's he's kind of like he represents like the autocratic and authoritarian military arm of the government, and he's just you know he's trying to protect the city, 
in his own way, and he cares about these kids a great deal. You can tell he cares about the kids a great deal. One thing I liked about that general, though, was... Colonel, Colonel. Well, first, oh, the Colonel. Yeah, so he, he does two things that I really thought were kind of... Um, th- they were a nice take on a character of his type. Um, the first thing was he goes, I- I'm basically the military. It's not my job to make up the policy. It's my job to carry it out, yeah. right? And so he didn't have an opinion on what should or shouldn't be done. And as he starts, like throughout the movie, he starts developing an opinion, having doubt in the government that he's, you know, enforcing their rules. And he starts questioning, like, we're not going to do this Akira testing if you can't control it. Like, we're not going to have this thing happen again that happened 30 years ago. And in every other movie that you think about something like this, where they're trying to harness some ungodly power and the military is like, yeah, but we need it for weapons. And Akira did it entirely differently. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. So, yeah. And then of course, you know, he escapes and again. he, again, <laughs> and in this, in this sense of his escaping, he's got, he, at this point, then he starts getting a fucking body count because he walks out of his room he kills or literally annihilates. He just enemy. swings his arm like to push them away. And these three humans splatter across the roof and the floor. I mean, they just completely just get like just everywhere. And then he's walking and it's just, and then, and then all this, you know, it's just, he's, he's realizing that he's got this power in him and he's doesn't know, he doesn't know how to control it, but he's like, everybody's messing him and he can't stand it anymore. He's in absolute agony from the power. It's giving him pains and he's, and he's able to, you know, he's, he meets with Canada who's at this point, he's with some rebels and they're trying to get in there and take the kids again because of Akira. I don't know. And then, then he then he escapes and he realizes he can fly at this point. Yep. And you know, he's killed once again. Like he like before he even got to that point, he had already killed like a whole like squad of military soldiers just to get to the room where he escaped from. And right. and you know, I I know I'm skipping a lot. I'm skipping ahead. We'll talk more in depth in regards to different This is a summary, right? We did say short just summary, a- right? Short. It's turning into that's, a long stuff. That's what I heard, but uh, I don't know. I feel <laughs> like I'm right there watching the movie as it happens. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, like when you're told to write a summary forward. of a book and you write a five-page summary, I'm sorry, like, I don't sorry. know, man. <laughs> sorry. Fast forward. We're going to fast forward here. He meets up at the at the Olympic Stadium after he does a whole damage thing. And he meets up at the Olympic Stadium. Olympic Stadium he essentially does as what Akira did, which is create or be a part of a singularity because they, I'm not, you know, they, they bring Akira back from the dead, essentially the other kids. And because he comes back, they create a singularity again to destroy Tokyo and he gets sucked in. And so does Kaneda. And then Kaneda understands that what Tetsu has kind of been experiencing in his life to a certain degree yep. and sees what sees what's happened in his life through Tetsuo's eyes but see that there's just, it's just, you know, but on top of that, there's just absolute carnage all around him and people are just dying left and right. And it's just, and it's just kind of crazy. And I don't, you know, that, that's kind of like where I, when I was a kid and I was watching him, like, what the fuck is happening? Cause I don't understand this kind of crazy shit. Now I kind of get it to a certain degree. Like you said, like well, you said, it says, you know, so but the- hold on, before, we get to that, before we get to that point. And then of course, at the end of the movie, it's just kind of like, 
you know, wipe the slate clean and just start again kind of thing. It's just rebirth. But <laughs> anyways, you guys go ahead now. You guys talk. So what I understood, and I could be wrong, what I understood was that you're wrong. The, the three, um, I don't know what you would call them, the three children who were around when Akira detonated and are still around now are using their powers as Tetsuo's going crazy and he's about to just self-destruct again. They basically say that Tetsuo is having more trouble, you know, because their whole idea is that whenever his power develops enough that he turns into pure energy, then he's transcended beyond the human form, right? And so Tetsuo is having trouble with this probably because he developed these powers as a teenager, nearly an adult and Akira has already been through it. So they call Akira back basically. And Akira helps Tetsuo through that. And so that's why Tetsuo doesn't just detonate. He passes on and the city still exists. And, you know, they're, they're able to carry on with Tokyo the way it was. Well, I mean, does the city exist or didn't they just kind of create a new, a new, like, didn't they create ruins in the Olympic stadium? Like, like they still destroyed a chunk of the city. Did they not? I mean, that's what I thought I saw. Is that not yeah. what happened? Or when Akira first did it in the eight or in their version of the eighties or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, they still destroyed a chunk of the city with their, with his power, with his second Akira singularity. I'm assuming. No, yeah, right? they, yeah. they 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 they, they destroy it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, they, they broke they all kinds of stuff. City. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but it wasn't. It's kind of. I mean, <laughs> I like how you put that. They broke all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was kind of. It was kind of like break. It's, it's like breaking your mama's china. It was certain. Yeah, that's know? what it was like for those. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure the survivors of that event were like, "Well, you know, guys, it's like when you broke your mom's china. You know that? That's what I happened mean, in this city." It's when you decide to bring a kid over your mom's house and it's not kid proof. You know, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're thinking. Everyone's like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. No, no. I mean, but so there was a certain up. level he of. He fucked some shit up. Yeah, he fucked he fuck some shit up. And he just said, you know what? Neo, Neo Tokyo. Yeah, Neo, Neo. You know, whenever we're going to have. New Neo Tokyo, because, you know, yeah. we're going to mix it up a little bit with the languages. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. And I think the movie is basically, in essence, about like rebirth and how, you know, you shouldn't be able to fuck with the the human condition, I guess, because in certain aspects, you know, you should really kind of keep your eye on some people like that. And some people you should really try to help as much as possible. I guess maybe I'm just being a hippie well, in that sense. Well, you, you, you know, when I'm watching this, okay, so let me, you guys are a lot smarter with this movie than I am. I don't know why. I'm just kidding. But I don't know. For me, okay. So my takeaway with this movie, first of all, it's a cyberpunk epic, and I love cyberpunk so much. I always loved it. And so when I was little, I was like, all about how this movie was. I really liked how this movie, with the little streaming of the lights and the effect that yeah. they had there with the animation, yeah. that was phenomenal. Yeah. I loved that. Beautiful but, animation. Um, oh, my God. It was it was gorgeous. So I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, when I see this, we first, I think I first saw it was on, on VHS. Yes. I, I don't even know how old I was. I was, I was in middle yeah, I school. Wasn't... I was no, I was in um, I was in seventh grade at Blades. So you were in fifth okay. grade. So I was in fifth grade. We when should, I first we saw should not have. We should definitely have not have been watching this movie. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> at sure our not. Age. 
but it was, you know, but, but like, it's funny because I look back to, I try to, because when I saw it now, right, I, I, I honestly have probably not seen it in its entirety in a sit down since then, right? So my memory of it, I clearly did not understand anything that was going on in that movie <laughs> whatsoever. Because I'm watching that movie and I'm like, oh, wait, these like are the old first people. Time or, the, or this time? No, no, the first time. The first time I didn't get it. Obviously, I didn't okay. get it. Because my first, my takeaway, and maybe I'm, maybe, uh, my takeaway was like, like the, the little, the, the, the little childlike people that were old looking. I took them, my initial impression was that they were, they were actually kids, but all the experimentation had aged them because it was like using them up or something is how I took it. I'm sure I did that's not part it of it. As, I'm sure that's part of it. That's part I did not of take it, it as these are the same children from 30 years ago, just aged 30 years but like extra because of the experiments or whatever. I don't know. I didn't I take don't that. I think that they, I mean, that, that could be the case. They don't ever really touch on it. I mean, I guess I'm curious. Did you guys, did you guys watch the, the dubbed version or sub, uh, subtitle? Oh, you've seen both. I've seen both. Yeah. I I mean, I watched both. And so I, know, I watched been... both this week to make sure that I was like, not missing something. I watched the the subtitled version once, and then I watched the dubbed version uh, last night. And wait, wait, the old dubbed version or the newer dubbed version? Because there was a newer uh, one. Was, you said cut. it was in like two thousand one. Yeah. So which one did so you see, di- Derek? I think it. I think the director's cut subtitled version is the one that I saw, and then the original dubbed version. Yeah, okay. The original That's... dubbed version, the, where Canada's voice was voiced by Leonardo. From the Ninja Turtles from the 80s? Yep, that's it. There you go. All right. Jeez. All right, well. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, <laughs> so I, that's when I took the the uh, purpose of Akira. Because Akira shows up there at the end. Yes. In his child form. And that's what I took as, like, his his purpose, how he got there, why he was there, and and... You know, then, then I forget the kid's name, his friend. Who's Tetsuo's friend? What's his name again? Kaneda? Kaneda. There you go. Like Kaneda's getting... Movie? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> all you hear them is scream Tetsuo 400 times, right? So <laughs> you remember that one. Kaneda, help me! <laughs> yeah, exactly. within me! <laughs> okay, so Loki, did you guys... Was it not a little bit graphic? when Tetsuo absorbs that girl yeah. and yeah. she just Howry. gets crushed into a bag Howry. of blood. Yes. Yeah. yeah we were which watching. Great, we were like, I, which is great when you're a 10, like a 10 year old or a fifth grader watching that. I don't know who let you guys watch this as a child. This is an <laughs> FYI. This is a, if Tati ever listens to this, Tati is because you let us watch youth restricted viewing from uh, blockbuster. It there didn't have this for some reason. It didn't have anything on the box. So my mom rented the movie, and I told Goody, Goody, doesn't have the sticker. Let's roll. <laughs> well, that's an adaptation of what he said. I'm sure he didn't say, let's roll, but yeah. <laughs> like the Autobots, let's roll. But no. that's how he remembers it, right? That's how he hears yeah. it in his head. Oh, oh completely, completely. It's far more dramatic <laughs> and cool sounding. Absolutely. All I hear is Peter Cullen in my head saying, let's roll, Autobots. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, all right, all right. So, anyway, continue, please. So, my question to you guys then: How would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Ten being best movie ever, can't go without watching it. 
Well, I mean, I mean, best movie in the sense of an anime flick. Like you think? It's a ten. No, it's a ten. It's a ten. It's a ten. ten. If you are going to claim you watch anime, you have to see this movie. If you don't see this movie, then it is a blind spot in your anime experience that you really that you cannot. No, you you have to watch it. Yeah, this movie is groundbreaking. It's seminal. It's important, not just for anime, but also for like the entire filmic cyberpunk genre like this is the same as the matrix it's important in terms of the genre like you've got to watch it if you don't if, if you're gonna say you love anime and you've never seen akira then then you don't love it enough i think you have to watch it i don't think it's just anime i don't think it's just anime i think if if you come if you call yourself any semblance of a geek of any kind you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a movie you have to watch if you consider yourself a geek. A geek of movies, a geek of anime, a geek of, like Goody said, cyber cult, cyberpunk, or or just, you know, the cyberpunk culture, or just any type of aspect of geek or pop culture. This is a motion picture, not just animated, but just motion picture in general, film, that you should spend a good two hours watching. It is not a waste of two hours of your life. So it is. So I hear not. a 10. I hear a 10 from Goody. Mm-hmm. That's it. Ten. Tomas, I'm gonna where, give where it, is I'm it gonna, at? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a ten as well with possibly another two points extra just for fun. So I think that if you care about film, if you care about anime, yes, you absolutely have to see this film. If you're just a casual movie watcher, I would rather you not watch this film because I don't need your dumb fucking opinion. Okay. That's, that's, that is a good point as well. If you're not going to fucking take the time and actually sit down and fucking enjoy the flick, leave me the fuck alone. Do not watch it. Go I ahead. Don't care what if you, you want to, to say at that point. if you want to go ahead and sit and watch the fucking notebook, there enjoy you yourself. There you go. Wow. Cause you don't well, know, you know what you want. You know, you or, know, or the or the fucking cider house rules with your princes of New England and kings of the north kind of bullshit. Go ahead, Jesus. Yeah, wow. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> well. Here's the thing, because like to your point, Derek. Honestly, like you know, this is this is one of those movies that like people that say I don't like anime, but like they don't think of they when they. I think for a lot of people when they say they don't like anime, they don't imagine this kind of thing in anime. They probably imagine something very kiddish or, or 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 maybe very um dragon ball z well yeah dragon, like dragon ball, ball z, z which people yeah. people love dragon ball z or sailor moon like it's very um it's very vacuous you know it's very empty it seems to people yeah. you don't think of like well no like any other medium like any other film medium you can have really vacuous type whatever boneheaded movies if you wanted but you can also have really important and really groundbreaking and really important dramatic high quality stuff and that may be a problem that that is not so much a problem now for the kids today but like i remember us growing up where anime was not something you could easily get and you could not really find like like none of our friends have seen it and and, and that's the thing is that like for a lot of people in the west at least in, in in the u.s i'll just say in the u.s for them it's hard and even still today with friends i'm sure of some of our friends they're not into it as much that in their minds, cartoon means for kids. They don't right, have yes. that view that, no, just because it's animated does not mean it has to be for children. It can actually be a serious, dramatic thing, just like any other film medium. Uh, any other, just, like, just like live action can be dramatic. Animated can also be dramatic. But in their minds, that's so, it's so structurally a part of their, their mentality of it 
that the minute they think it's animated, they don't buy into it. They don't buy into the drama of it because they're like, oh, I'm just watching a cartoon. Like you know, somebody like, almost like it's a stone wall. They can't get past it. And I don't think <laughs> some people they ever can. But like this, you know, this film is is all that one problem I think people might have watching it. And and I mean, I mean, I've now that I'm older, I, I get it more, but I still think, and this may be just be just because of it's based on a manga, that like there's it's sometimes hard to follow some of the plot points because there, it sometimes feels like there are things missing or plot points that it could explain stuff a little bit better with certain characters, but it's not hard. It's not easy to kind of get from the movie when they're trying to condense this huge series and adapt it into a hour and a half, a two hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, here's the, here's yeah. the thing. And I was going to bring this up. Here's the thing. The thing with the manga is that, in reality, the manga and the movie are completely different because the manga and the movie literally take place essentially, I think, in two different time periods. So the manga, Akira, is a com- is a contemporary of Tetsuo and Kaneda. Like they're all contemporaries. Like I don't, I have to read it. I, to, I, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna buy like the compendium of it just because I want to. It's like two thousand pages, but I'm probably gonna buy oh, the compendium crap. of it. Yeah, I want to sit down and read it. But meanwhile, Fantas- he wants to watch all of Naruto. Yeah, apparently it's just <laughs> it's just seventy episodes. It's, it's just seventy it episodes. I'm I'm I only I only have like six episodes left. So why don't you guys just I, fuck I, I'm, off? I'm waiting for him to go. Dude, you know Naruto what, is is two hundred and twenty four episodes. No, 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 Shippuden is a whole other five hundred episodes. Oh my god! And then you got Baruto. Baruto is the new one, and it still has an ass ton. Yes, it does. But you know, okay, all right, all right. How about hold on, hold on. Shh, shh, quiet, you. So all what right, I was fine, gonna go. say go was, ahead. I was gonna say in the manga though, it goes a lot crazier. Like it, like Akira literally sets up a monarchy and becomes the emperor of Neo Tokyo with Tetsuo as his second hand man, and they have sex slaves in the manga, and then it's just all this crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just off the wall crazy. Whereas the movie Akira is much more political. It's much more grounded, I guess you could say, in a way. Whereas the comic book or the the the, the manga was was a lot more, uh, you know, kind of out and let field kind of thing. So. Well, they turned it into a. It's a thematic film, right? It, it's, yes. It's meant to fit into an hour and a half, two hours worth of time, right? Exactly. And I mean, I get they cut a lot of stuff out. There is a lot more that they could have used as a maybe a sequel, or if they broke it instead of an into a movie into a TV series, then. You could have but done I, a lot with it, but, but I don't think I don't think this movie needed a sequel, anyways. I don't think it did. I don't think you had. Well, to. no, for what it accomplished, I would left it as is. This is this is why my rating is a ten. There you go, good man. Have, you know what's have funny? to give it a ten. Just, just in conversation right now, I want to go ahead and let you know. Uh, you know what my top three anime movies are, and they're fucking crazy ass different. My top three go in this order: it's uh, uh, Akira. <laughs> Fist number of one? the North, number one. If I, okay. FYI, number one. Fist of the North Star is two. Oh, righty. Oh, god. <laughs> That's very totally different. Oh, completely. And then, of course, Ninja Scroll at number three. Those I knew are my it. Top I knew three. you were going to say Ninja Scroll. God, I love Ninja Scroll. Just because you want to see the big giant guy squeeze the bloody severed arm into his mouth because oh, uh, it's such an amazing scene. Uh, you know, and, and, I have remember, no comment. I Bevel, I, I feel like, and I really need to ask this question: <laughs> um, Is Fist of the North Star drenched in nostalgia? Because 
Have you watched it as an adult? Yes, it is dressed in nostalgia. Believe me, because, I was like, I feel I like don't want to sit and watch it. I, bad it, but I feel like that, I, I mean I enjoyed the movie, but I feel like if I were to watch that movie now, it would fall victim to what I call the Thundercats effect, yes, which I is think so too. it was really good when I was a kid, but I didn't know better. And now that it as an adult, I'm like, wow, what was I thinking? Which is why I have avoided watching that film. I think yeah, it's hilarious that you that call it the Thundercats effect because that's, that's such a good good way to good say it. it. Oh, it's completely. It's completely. For all those people out there that might be in our generation and think of this, watch Thundercats. Actually, you know what? Don't watch Thundercats. Do not let that memory be soiled by what I did as it was for me. For me, me, it was Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. It just doesn't hold up anymore. No. I know. I'm sure. You know what? I haven't seen Labyrinth since the 80s either. Don't do it. No, 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 no. Labyrinth doesn't You know what? You know what, though? Wait. No, no, no. And maybe, maybe I'm a sinner for saying this, but Dark Crystal, okay? Oh, okay, I enjoyed it a lot when I was little. And what it is now is I watched the movie. I watched, I watched Dark Crystal, and I watched the the new uh, Netflix the Netflix series. The Netflix, and what I found was I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And but you, you, what I realized, what made me like it. But what Thundercats won't make what, what what won't make me like Thundercats, but what has made me like the Dark Crystal now, is the fact that I accepted it as a niche film. It's a niche film or niche series that's like that's that style of puppetry that you like and you're into. So you're gonna like it, and it allowed me certain like freedoms. That they, it allowed me to accept certain things that they had to make because it's the limit of the medium that they made. Thundercats doesn't get that. Thundercats is just an animated show that they did a terrible job on. Yes, yes, just just to to create toys. Just to create toys. Never seen He Man again, just in case. Although the new He Man is going to be coming animated series, which I think has a higher quality. I don't know. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it. Oh my god. Well, but I mean, you do know He Man is coming out again on Netflix with a new series. I don't know. I'm just going to ignore life. Well, this, no, Kevin so. Kevin Smith Kevin Smith is a writer and director on the show. Like he's cool. going to be a part of the show. Back, he's back, exact, back, back to Akira. Exact, yeah, back we're to we're Akira. going off on tangent again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're, we're going FYI, down the trail. FYI, 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 people. If you want to know about rabbit holes, this show is rabbit holes. Um, in any sense of the word. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna go. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, this is a movie that I think if you are consider yourself a geek of any kind, if you love anime of any kind, if you just love movies and you want to kind of see something different, but you need to understand that it is an animated movie. So take that into account and God damn, what the fuck is that? What are you, what is that? What are you talking Holy about? Shit. Okay. never mind. <laughs> thought somebody was killing a rat. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's, oh, you guys didn't hear that. Oh, you guys heard that? Yes. That, was, that was actually thunder in the background. It's, it's starting to rain over by my house, and that was thunder in the background. Oh, oh, All right, they're, well they're, let's they're, let's get to the top okay. shelf then. All right, so anyways, oh no, no, but but first off, before we hit top shelf, we are going to announce the next movie in the order. We're going to do wait, Beverly wait, Hills. Cop. No, wait, wait, yo, 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 wait a second, guys. I didn't like go into my take of this movie. Oh, you know, sorry, go, goody. go goody, go goody, go goody. Whoa. We're running. All right, we're running an hour so, and a half here, so go. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, uh, here we go I'm, then. I'm All sorry. Right. Just go. It doesn't matter. So, okay. I can't fucking so me go. watching it again as an adult. Let me let me run it down really quickly. That you watching it as an adult, I got it a lot more than before. I enjoyed actually with the, the the characterization you described, the description of the characterization for the for the colonel. I picked up on them, which I didn't pick up on so much before. 
I didn't know if those were old people or those little kids. I mean, actual, you know, age people or not. I don't know. I was just looking at this movie and I'm like, you know what? One thing I noticed was I felt like for me, it's sort of like, I, I sometimes look at movies. I'm like, what if they had done things differently? Which obviously doesn't make a difference because then there's no movie. But I'm like, how much of it is their fault for unlocking more and more of Tetsuo's ability? Like, what if they had just gotten a little weird, the little, little, little piercing cry thing of the, the the first kid and then he's like oh man and they're like well i guess he has esp powers maybe we don't know let him go like how much of it is their fault where they're like do all the experiments on him lock him up and then now they're just like awakening more and more of his power i feel like so that they create the problem which is going back to that whole idea you're talking about frankenstein monster thing where they're creating the problem um that's going to be now the, the big issue they're going to have to face later I don't know. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and died before he contracted these powers. What if he just fell off his bike and died? End of movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I I know. And then I get that. But like, I think part of this, part of it is that like the government itself was like, oh, he has a smidgen, a, a, a scotch of this ESP power. Let's crank it up to 11. By the way, what happened last time we tried to turn this up to 11? Akira? No, that never happened. Let's try it again. No. We can do it. No, we no, got no, it. No, it's fine, it's fine. Wait, we, we, we dismembered Akira, so it should be fine. Let's just do this again. And then like, oh no, just, just kidding. You can't because Akira's been hiding out in that cryonic freezer with all his bits and, and bobs hanging out in different tanks. And then it's like he gets sexual. <laughs> Although I thought it's an endocrine system, so in there, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not an animist, but sure. Um, <laughs> also, if you guys could explain to me, because as the idiot casual observer, uh, so when at the end it goes, I, I would, ne- I would never call, I would never call you a casual observer, Goody. Ever. Okay. Well, as <laughs> I don't know what the expression was, expert. I don't know what that would be. Anyway, I am Tetsuo. Uh, what is that even supposed to mean? Like, is it supposed to be an affirmation? Is Tetsuo living on in the other dimension with Akira becoming like Mr. Bobo or whatever his name is from Dragon Ball, Popo? Whatever. I mean, what is, what is going on here? I think, guys, I what's think, your take on that? I think on my take is that that little word where says where I am Tetsuo, I think he's, I think he's transcended, like just like Akira, he's transcended into just a form of energy at that point, and he's living on as a form of energy. So he definitely lives on. Is your take on it? He lives on. Yeah, in some sort of pocket universe. You know what I mean? Like he's just. He's he's. I think he's 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 achieved the next stage of of human evolution to that point. And he's not going to absorb any more girlfriends. Hopefully. Well, you never Uh, know. I mean, maybe Derek, that's what's the your thing take on that. that? What do you think that whole "I am Tetsuo" thing is? So, I think that in the same by the same rationale that Akira detonated, turned into pure energy, and he must have still been alive because he came back to help Tetsuo, right? Yeah. So he had to take Tetsuo and kind of shepherd him on into this energy state, and maybe he's mingling with all the other energy state people and. Maybe he's got a girlfriend that he absorbs. Who knows? But oh, man. <laughs> yes. maybe that's their that's the way they thing. roll. Tetsuo's thing. Everyone's like, watch out for that guy because he will absorb you. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. Once he got really bad breath, no, he'll absorb you. Calorie, help me. 
Uh, no, Kaori can't help anyone because now she's random blood bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So horrible. Squished until she popped. That was just nasty. Just her face was just like, oh, I was watching. I remember watching the movie the first time, and me and Goody were like, oh, what was that? <laughs> just like, we're not expecting that to happen at all. Bevel. For me as a 10-year-old, the entire movie was, oh, what was that? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Me, I'm like, cool motorcycles. I like how the lights stream. Oh, no. Like, that's how how the movie is. That's not good. Holy shit, that guy got hit in the head with a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But anyways, go, Goody. Yeah, no, Goody, continue. I apologize. No, no, that's, uh, I mean, you know what? I have no knowledge of the manga. Uh, my last my last comment, I guess, about this is not even a question or comment. It, well, it's a comment. Is that the fact that they got the original creator of the show, he, the creator of the manga, right? He makes it. And then they're like, we're going to make a movie. And he's like, and like, boils under two hours. And he's like, well, I'm going to write this whole different thing then. And he pulls it off, I think, so well. And so I think that's great that they can get the original writer, the original creator to adapt it to a film, which it's, 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 it's totally its own entity, I think. And it's done so well. I, I mean, that's great. I, I wish, I sometimes wish other adaptations could be as good by the original creator that they're like, well, we'll, we'll we, this entire storyline or plot line or characterization, we're going to throw it out because it doesn't work. We have this whole other thing. Let's do it. And I think that was, that's like, really great about this film. I think it's going to pull that off. Elf Liberation Army in uh in uh, Harry Potter that whole plot line. Yeah, there you go. There's a whole. I'm sorry. What wait, was that? The Elf they Liberation plot into line? the movie, so they just write it out. Well, I know, but uh, the, but I love how the fact that like, but it wasn't like J.K. Rowling writing those movies, but in this one you have Katsuro Otomo writing the movie, and he's like, we're genesizing, blah, blah blah blah, we're cutting all the fat out and putting this condensed story so well and he's not like well the art form or my story form you know what i mean like, he's not so beholden to what he did before he's like no no no. let's make this happen here in this medium make it fit this medium rather than trying to slam everything in we can a la mortal Kombat annihilation or whatever it is where we have like uh. twenty thousand characters because we want to put all the characters in the game and i mean obviously there's probably other issues in there but i just yeah. like the fact that the creator made yeah. this other made his story another medium and made it work and work beautifully. Yeah, so, and he, 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 kept, he kept the quality. Well, yeah, and that was good. And he, like I said, he was so, what? Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, and he, and he was like, and he wasn't beholden to anything, and it worked out so beautifully. I'm like, good on you, Mr. Otomo. Yep. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. For real, dude, for real. I mean, it's just one of those things. Where I'm just like, I'm so happy. And even from when we were watching as little kids, I mean, I, it was, it was very, it was very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Goody? Um, uh, like you know, just um, God, I'm thinking of the words are leaving. I don't right know, now. but as a little kid that didn't get everything about it, and the fact that I still enjoyed it says something about the movie, where I still liked it and still enjoyed it, and 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 not getting every all the little the nuances and the and the layers to it. So clearly, it's probably why it did so well. I mean, it appealed to kids who you know could just enjoy it without catching all the subtleties. And well, you know, I mean, adults, it's, not, it's not for kids though. It shouldn't have been. Watching. No, I, 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 agree. I watch agree. As a ten-year-old, but, but you know, adults thirty years later still enjoy it. this movie. 
yeah, completely. Yeah. It, 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 it the Thundercats effect. It survives <laughs> the Thundercats <laughs> effect. And and in reality, if you think about it, for a movie that was made, you know, what, thirty years ago, well over thirty years ago, um, thirty-one uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least, I mean, it holds up amazingly well for that kind of movie. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I mean, now I'm, I just realized that like someone that was born when that movie came out is thirty-one years old. Wow. Okay. Okay. Point, Derek Bedez. <laughs> Shut. You're thirty-one. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is actually older than Derek because the movie came out like in '87 in Japan, I think. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think baby. it is older than me, but it's pretty He's damn close. He's a little baby. Oh, your baby Derek. He's a little baby. What's that? You guys are breaking up? all right so moving on so okay so case in point we all like the movie we're giving it a 10 out of 10 for us so all all intensive purposes it worked for all of us so that's a great that's a great thing no need for a sequel thank god but at least at least taika waititi wants to make a movie and i think he's probably going to be the one who's going to end up making it the most the closest thing to making a good movie out of it so that's what he's got on the uh, after he finishes Thor: Love and Thunder. That's his next movie, supposedly. Is Wait, a live action version of this? Yeah, live action. Yeah. Wow. All right. And he said he's not whitewashing at all. I mean, it's going to all be like you know Asian performers and things of that nature. You know, wherever it needs to be an Asian performer, like like you know when, like when we like like in the movie Alita, you know, you had white characters, so it wasn't really necessarily whitewashing. But you know, for for this movie, there's going to be it's the all in Japan. Everyone's gonna be Japanese Japan, so they gotta be Asian in certain to a certain degree. You know what I mean? So either East Asian or, or, or Pacific Islander, or whoever they gotta be, they gotta have that look. You know what I'm saying? So, so he's he's already said he's not planning on doing any whitewashing whatsoever. He's gonna do it his way. So that's that's important. That's important because it's gotta look right. And he's and then he's already said he's not gonna make it unless he has to. Unless he makes it his way. So, and I think he's got enough pull now where he can do that. So. Wouldn't it be cool you, if he like made it in Tokyo in their Olympic Stadium? Oh, that'd be fucking amazing. That would All be right. so fucking. That's oh, so meta. That's so meta. They gotta use it because they're not using it now, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shit is real. Shit is real. Anyways, all right, so. For the sake of purposes, we are going to be announcing our next movie. So FYI, this is going to be um, one of the things I forgot to say at the beginning is we're going to be watching movies in alphabetical order, to, you know, regardless of genre, regardless of genre and or anything. Um, and, you know, my wife walked into the room. Hi, babe. Hi. So, Glad you're having fun. Yes, I will be. I, we're almost done. But anyways, oh, <laughs> but anyways, so we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, doing movies in alphabetical order of the title, uh, regardless of genre. So we've already chosen uh, a movie beforehand by the name of uh, the Eddie Murphy classic, Eddie Murphy Judge Reinhold classic, Beverly Hills Cop, the first one. I think in artist purposes, you know, unless we want a specific, we'll, we'll, if it's a series of movies, we'll pick one which we think is the best movie. I think when we do a choice, um, and uh, if we get to that point, but uh, but I, yeah, of, of the series of Beverly Hills Cop, I'd say the first is the best. Beverly Hills Cop Two is really damn good, but the one is is transcendent. I guess you could say it's the trendsetter for that kind of motion picture. So I think and that that should be a good flick for us to watch. So we'll be doing that in the next in the, in the coming in the next episode. Um, 
So uh, now it comes time for uh, Top Shelf Brand of the Week, as we say. Uh, I guess, uh, Goody, we can start. We want to start with you, or Derek, you want to go ahead? Let's go with Goody. Well, define what you mean by Top Shelf Brand. Define it. So, okay, okay. Top Shelf is going, is going to be like our choice of of uh, like with liquor there's top shelf liquor which is you know high end or the best liquor in, in you know at the bar or at the restaurant uh, so top shelf will be kind of like what we consider to be what we're watching what we are enjoying for that time period of whenever the episode comes out what's on our list on Netflix that we're watching at the moment what's uh, a movie that we're watching also you know what i mean so that's that's just what top shelf is and we'll be doing that every episode okay uh so goody if you want to go forward go ahead and pick your top shelf well you're talking about movies or television or i mean or anything, what, I, dude, what i'm really anything, into right now anything that tickles your pickle all right uh well then to that end actually um my top shelf right now is uh i think well i am very much into the and, and, and for all the, those out there in the podcast sphere is that i don't even know how that would you work um i am right now into the yakuza series the yakuza series of games and i've made it my goal my life's plan to try to get through the entire series uh in you know up to and including the latest entry which is like in the universe of the yakuza series but not considered called yakuza uh which is called the game called judgment um and if you don't know anything about the game, it's a series of games from Sega, uh, who got out of the console game a while back, as I mentioned kind of in the beginning, uh, but has been making really good games, solid games, as, as just kind of like a game developer and publisher and all that. Uh, and I went all the way to Yakuza 0, which is a later, you know, a newer game in the series, uh, and then I'm going to make my way through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, and then eventually get to Yakuza when I, it's not even called Yakuza, it's called Judgment, um, which is going to be kind of a Herculean, Herculean, I don't know that word, uh, effort because the game series is known for, if nothing else, it's a very much you know kind of crime drama, gangster crime, Yakuza drama type stuff, but lots and lots of side quests and lots of yeah, mini games. that's what I was going to ask. Are you, yes. are you a completionist? Are you going to do the 100% mark or just the story? Uh, I, I don't know if it's physically possible to get through all of them within my lifetime because I'm starting a little late in my life. You know, I'm only 38 years old. So, um, although, come think of it, I become 39 in a month, next, mo- next month. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. I'm not a completionist because I'm not a big fan of Mahjong, for example. So, I'm not going to be really big into playing the Mahjong minigames. But I love mm. Pocket Circuit Racing, and so they have that in there. But yeah, a lot of mini games, lots of side quests. I'm gonna do what I can to get through it um, and play all those games. And so right now, my top shelf is the Yakuza series, starting with Yakuza Zero, which I'm really enjoying. That's it. All right, Derek, that's awesome. Good choice, Goody. Very good choice, Derek. What's yours? So I need you to stick with me through this as I explain this show. Oh dear. Okay? God. It's called, the show is titled, Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? I think I've seen that title, yes. So it's an anime. Um, it is on Netflix. Uh, they've got one season of it on Netflix. I think there's a second season that's out. They haven't loaded it in yet. Um, it's essentially a character. Okay, let me paint you a story. 
Um, think about Greek gods, right? Uh, just in name only. Um, the Greek gods have decided that they don't want to live in the heavens anymore. They want to dwell amongst humans where they can create their own um, kind of like clans of uh, adventurers who want to sign up under one clan or the other clan, under Apollo or Athena, right? And so they all have, you know, their specialities. You know, Apollo, the god of war, is, uh, I think he's the god of war. Anyway, no, he's- um, God of, he was God of the sun and healing and music, maybe music. Uh, Ares, okay. you're talking about me? Maybe it's Ares, I forget. But, you know, like, for example, whoever the God of War is, his yeah, adventures are typically among the most, um, I don't know, uh, brutal, physical, uh, brute strength type uh, adventurers, right? And then, then they've got some other ones that are, like, maybe more into romance and love and they'll seduce you or whatever. Um, and so this one guy, he, they, they, the clans are referred to as familia, which is weird because it's, they say familia in Japanese and that's a Spanish word and it throws me off every time I hear it. Um, but anyway, they, they join their, their clans and they try and adventure and the clans battle and they, I mean, it's, it's a great story plot. Um, there's only two seasons of it. I think there's like, I don't know, 20, 24, 25 episodes, something like that. I'm almost done with it. I've binged it over the last two weeks and it's fantastic. If you want to get a taste, it's on Netflix. Even if you're not into subtitles, they've got it dubbed there as well. And the dub's pretty convincing. So it's not in like cringe worthy or anything. Um, check it out. It's called, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? Wait, oh, so there's not like 600 episodes to watch? No, no, just just 20 or 30 or something like that. Very, oh, very reasonable. Like They're 30 a minute reasonable episodes. reasonable amount where it's tight storytelling. Sounds good. Yes, yes. Unlike my brother who likes uh, 4,000 episodes and lots of episodes of grunting, he's going to make it his effort to like watch the entire original version of Dragon Ball Z where there's like, 12 episodes of guys grunting at each other because, you know. They like didn't have the next that. script I like yet. You, I like how you said that because you are a fucking idiot for saying that. You know, why you gotta, they gotta do that to <laughs> I'm, me, I'm bro. glad you like how I said that, but, uh, but like, I wanna watch Naruto. The Naruto episodes only, are not necessary. Episodes. But Naruto, Naruto's good, bro, and they don't have that many, believe me. <sighs> Naruto is one of the, uh, the only series that would be more complicated to get into than Naruto would be like One Piece because One Piece oh, God, has no. that's, way that's too many insane. episodes. That's no, that's insane. That, that no, I would never do that to anybody. I wouldn't even do that to my like. No way, hell, fuck no, dude. Uh, One Piece is at nine hundred episodes right now. Yeah, they have they have twenty seasons. They're insane. Yep, yeah. Matter insane. of fact, they're about to finish the twenty first season. Wow, jeez. Yeah. All right, Domas, what's yours? All right, so. Um, in any case, shape, or form, why don't you guys just shut the fuck up and listen to the master, okay? Um, oh, God. No. <laughs> All right. Here we no. go. All right. Hold on for a monologue, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, no. Uh, what Right now with me, I kind of went a little crazy over the last few, over the last week or two. Um, I was actually, I sat down, I thought to myself, you know what? I understand what was happening with the series, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to sit and watch the movies again. So, I've actually spent the last week uh, on my own time. Watching, rewatching the Daniel Craig 
James Bond movies. Because, because, okay, because, right. okay, okay, I this is a turn I was not expecting, by the way. <laughs> for some reason. I actually can respect <laughs> this answer, just don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, right, you're like, what the fuck up, guys? Okay? I'm <laughs> trying to get something out here, and you really start to hurt my feelings. Anyways, all right, try again, um, go. All right, so no, no, but but I started watching the Daniel Craig Bond, and because you know when you're watching it, which was cool, which I always thought was a really cool thing about it was that, you know, there's literally they're all connected. You know, there's it's like a universe they tried to make without really having saying it's a universe. You know, because James Bond, every story is different. It's always the same. It always follows the same. You know, type of blueprint per se. But for some reason, or other the Daniel Craig blueprint, yeah, follows the same thing. He got a license to kill. He kills everybody. But he, you know, and then he, you know, he has sex with women all the time. Hey, that's James Bond. And he's got little gadgets, but the gadgets aren't as crazy as they used to be. They're like little things here and there. Um, but all those purposes, like it was kind of cool to watch, you know, something like they basically rebooted the character with Casino Royale. And then as you're watching the movies, you realize that you learn more and more about James Bond, the person, rather than the James Bond, the agent. Because you start learning more and more about his life, who he was as a child, how he grew up. There's like little tidbits throughout every motion picture that you find out that, you know, he was an orphan. Uh, he grew up in the Alps with, you know, with 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 the climber who probably was the climber best friend of the parents because you find out his parents died in a climbing accident. You know, you find you see where he lives in Skyfall. That's the name of his like his family estate. Well, that he's a noble. Isn't he not a, a British noble? Like when you watch that know, movie, I don't know if he's a noble or if he's just like, or yeah, maybe he's a part of the British aristocracy. Shit, tons know. of money stockpiled somewhere. Yeah, he's he's got money on Gringotts Bank. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he, he's, got, <laughs> he's got he's got he's got uh, he's got trolls watching it and shit. But um, but yeah, so no, it's just goblins. like goblins, same shit. <laughs> anyway, um, well, you, you're the one who didn't know about the Elf Liberation Front, but hey, that's just me. <sighs> so Whatever, there's that. There's that. Good Keep going. Every every everybody in Pottermore is having a heart attack because you didn't know that part. But anyways, uh, Slytherin or die, so, bitches. Yeah. Slytherin or die. Fucking Hufflepuffs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm a Hufflepuff. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Well, we always need those strong backs to carry our books. Yeah. Deadpool is a Hufflepuff, so fuck you, bro. <laughs> strong so, backs. <laughs> but and, I don't okay, even but, know what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah, the. The movie, the movies are kind of like are all connected, and you figure out in the end that the the main organization he's been fighting throughout these movies is this organization called Spectre, which showed up in the old movies. I mean, it showed up, I think, in one of the in like it first appeared in like a Roger Moore flick, I think, but um, or even the guy yeah. who don't once it, it was Roger Moore, it was Roger Moore, Roger Moore, right? Okay, um, and then you find out that the main person who was in charge of Spectre is his adopted brother, you know, which is totally fucking crazy. Played by Christoph Waltz, which he was amazing in it. You know, mm-hmm. Christoph Waltz is amazing in everything he does, doesn't matter how shitty it is. You know, but it's just Green it's, Hornet, Green Hornet, or uh, or you know, Django, Django, and Jane. Uh, Django whatever. was a good film. Jack, yeah, Django was good. I thought he was great in Green Hornet too. I mean, I enjoyed him. No, I enjoyed he him was every- good in Green Hornet. I didn't like didn't like Green Hornet the film. Oh yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. But I, he he's amazing in everything he does. I yes, I mean I don't think I don't think I've ever seen him in a bad scene. Um, but you know, so it's just you know all those things are just kind of you know it's just kind of cool when you watch it again. 
because I watched the movies like when they came out. I didn't really watch them in in sequential order like that. So I thought, you know, I'll just sit and I'll watch them all. And it was really cool because you got to see different pieces and you start learning a little bit more about the person. And you're just like, fuck, man, that's amazing, dude. All this shit that you never even knew about with the character, you know, you know, because of who he was, because, you know, they didn't want to go into that part because it was just going to be an action star. You know what I mean? Like he was just an action guy and he was a super spy, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, you find out more about it humanizes him more. You know, in my opinion, though, in every James Bond movie, there's always a scene or in the series, there's always a scene that you think is fucking cool as shit and it totally exemplifies the person, the character, you know what I mean? For me, it's in Skyfall uh, when he's on the train and he's literally destroying the train with like a bulldozer kind of construction and he mm-hmm. climbs up on a bulldozer and jumps in the train after the bull the, the the rest of the track the rest of the cars fall disconnect he lands in the train stands up and then fixes his sleeves and fixes his jacket and walks it's just like you literally just destroyed the back of this train car and you're coming in like a badass you know what i mean like we just totally that, that sounds like quintessential james bond kind of thing that scene, Which, I see it all the time, and I laugh my ass off because it's it's perfect. It's a perfect little little thing. You and, know what I mean? and you know what? I like how you did, you mentioned that because, or this whole sequential thing because, all the other James Bond films, maybe they make references, but like they're they're very episodic, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can they're watch well one and not watch any others, and you get that one snapshot in time of that character. But they made, I think, the Daniel Craig films specifically like sequels right they are they are they have connections you see that character developing like they made it a point of making them like a singular yeah. storyline for the character as opposed to all the others when you have like guys like roger moore who made a ton of them uh i think timothy dalton only made like two of them two, John yeah. made his but like they're all very episodic like you didn't have to they, made, they don't make much in the way of references to past james bond films i don't even know if they made any or uh yeah. oh, pierce brosnan i forgot him yeah, he but, did like, five but like this one, but these Daniel Craig ones, they are actually like a series of films that have some connections to previous films, so they're actual real sequels. And that was yeah, that's actually I hadn't even considered that until this moment. Nice job. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that, are, is it just the Daniel Craig movies you're watching? Yeah, I mean I've seen all the other ones so many times, but right now I just rewatched the Daniel Craig ones, and I was like, yeah, this is really good because I'm I'm dying to see No Time to Die, and I kind of wanted to watch it before No Time to Die. Have you seen the original Casino Royale? I have. It's horrible. It is, but it's you so have bad. to say that you've seen it. I have seen it. I have seen <sighs> it. And, yeah, I mean, the only good thing about that movie is um, what's his name, um, no. the German actor. Uh, what's his name? God, the one from M, and he was in Maltese Falcon. Shit, what is his name? You're not talking about David Nevin, right? No, not God, not David Nevin. No, God, no. <laughs> but uh, hold on, dude. I'm gonna find it. and I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Okay. Uh, in um, Peter anyway. Sellers, Woody Allen. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, anyways, but yeah, I'll find his name while we're talking. But um. Yeah, no, the um the movie, yeah, it's just it was just it's just it was it was a good series and I'm and I'm and I was really happy with it. So yeah, so anyways. But you okay. finished that series a little bit quickly, you know. Uh I already finished it, I already finished it, I already finished watching them. I just finished That's what I mean. Story. Like that the next one doesn't come out for a while. Yeah, I know, I know. It's all good. Peter Laurie is his name. Peter Laurie. Anyways, um, so but okay, 
And that's uh, okay. But that's just top shelf brands. I know all of our laptops are probably going to be dying soon. So um, just uh, for, let's go ahead and just give up our social media handle. Um, my handle uh, is on Twitter. It's at Jube, J-U-B as in boy, E-I-7-9 on Twitter. Uh, Goody, what's your handle? <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> I have not actually done that. So... For next time, I will make sure to get out, get that done, so that I can provide some kind of social media access. Okay, Sorry. good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're coming into the 21st century. By the way, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Thanks Sorry for joining us. Thank, thank, thank you for joining us in the 21st. century. I'll make it happen. I'll make it happen. Cool. All right, for the next one. All right, and Derek, yours? Mine's on Twitter at db underscore arrow. That's a e r o. And the Twitter and the Twitter handle for the podcast itself is gonna be at movies on the rocks underscore podcast. That's gonna be the Twitter handle for this series. And so everybody, thank you. Uh, thank you guys for being a part of this. Everybody who's gonna be listening to it out in the podcast universe. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, like us, let us know what you think, send us messages on Twitter, whatever you think, whatever you want to do. Um, I'd appreciate it. And uh, if you have any other uh, questions or issues just you know let us know if you liked it you didn't like it let us know what we need to fix what we don't need to fix we want to make sure we give you guys the best the best content possible uh and um that's it so see you guys later